In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Just give us one hour and we'll help you change the way you think about happiness. Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen is a fresh talk radio approach promoting happiness from the inside out. Happiness is a choice, and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Each week, Lisa shines her light on well-being and global human flourishing by presenting a diverse and proactive collection of the greatest thinkers and doers who have devoted their lives to creating a better world in which to live. As a filmmaker, positive psychology coach, author, professor, and change agent specializing in the field of happiness, Lisa Cybers Kamen is widely recognized as an expert in the field. On the show, she also focuses on military families and service personnel returning with PTSD, traumatic brain injury, and other post-deployment civilian life reintegration issues. So, let's spend some time getting to the heart of the matter on Harvesting Happiness on toginet.com. And now, here's your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome to 2013. This is the first show of the new year for Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio, and I am here to speak with you as I do each and every week about happiness, well-being, and human flourishing. Authentic happiness is not selfish, egotistical, or narcissistic. In fact, the achievement of a happy life is not only good for us, but for those around us. Sustainable happiness is important because it not only elevates our own well-being locally, but also contributes to the collective flourishing of humanity on a global level. In short, happiness matters. Happiness comes from the heart, And this show is all about the heart. And before we bring on today's guest, I want to open up the phone lines for call-ins at 877-864-4869. Once again, that's 877-864-4869. And you can tweet at us at Radio. And Lisa Kamen and HH4Heroes, H-E-R-O-E-S. We have a myriad of ways to connect. Come into toginet.com and log into our live chat room and you can engage with us there. Most importantly, we want to hear from you. We want to engage with you. Our guests today are Adam Leipzig and Laurel Erica, and you can connect with them at Adam Leipzig, A-D-A-M-L-I-E-P-Z-I-G, and at Cultural Weekly, C-U-L-T-U-R-A-L-W-K-L-Y. It's spelled a little funny, but nonetheless, you'll find Adam there. And Laurel at L Erica, A-I-R-I-C-A. Well, enough of that. Let's get on to what we're going to talk about today. We are going to talk about technology, entertainment, and design. We are going to talk with some of our guests at TEDx Malibu. We had a community-organized TED event here in Malibu, California in December, and we are going to celebrate some of our presenters throughout January and February that we were privileged to have participate in the programming, and the subject matter was and always is and should be living 
out loud. And our first guest today is Adam Leipzig, and Adam has overseen more than 25 movies as a producer, executive, distributor, including March of the Penguins and Dead Poets Society. He has worked with legendary directors such as Robert Altman, Peter Yates, and Peter Weir. Most recently, he has served as the president of National Geographic Films and is the former senior vice president at Walt Disney Pictures. Today, Adam trains entrepreneurs, filmmakers, and other members of the creative economy, as well as publishing Cultural Weekly, a fast-growing online magazine that explores how our creative culture intersects media, money, technology, and entertainment. Adam's new book, Inside Track for Independent Filmmakers, Get Your Movie Made, Get Your Movie Seen, and Turn the Tables on Hollywood will be published this month. Good morning, Adam, and thanks for joining us. Good morning, Lisa, and happy, happy new year. Happy, happy new year to us all. I want to just immediately jump in here because you will see that time will fly faster than the speed of light. At TEDx Malibu, your presentation was about finding your life purpose in five minutes, and you did an incredible job of engaging a couple hundred people in doing just that. Let's talk a little bit about that. Oh, that was too much fun, wasn't it? Yeah. And hey, before we go any further, I just want to correct the spelling of my name. If anyone's going to use my Twitter handle, it's Adam, A-D-A-M-L-E-I-P-Z-I-G. And now let's go right into how do you find your life purpose in five minutes? Well, you know, Elisa, do you think we can try to do it in one minute here on the radio because time's going to fly so fast? I, let's go. All right. So you've got to know five things, and one of them you already know, and the other four you kind of know intuitively. If you don't think about it too much, you're going to find it out right away. So the first thing is you need to know who you are. That's just your name. That's pretty simple. The next thing you need to know is what you do. And just think about what you love to do, what you might love to teach others, what you do that gives you joy and happiness. That's the theme of the show. Know who you do it for, what they need and then what the result is that they get after they receive it. So, you know, for example, I was working with a client who writes um, books for young audiences. And we talked and said, you know, like, um, John, why do you do it and who do you do it for? He said, well, I love to write books for kids. And I said, okay, it's for kids. Well, what do those kids, you know, really need? And he said, well, they need, to, they need to be able to have something at bedtime so that their parents love to read these books to them, and then they are able to go to sleep. And I said, then what happens to them after they go to sleep? He says, well, they kind of have awesome dreams. I've gotten all these letters from kids who talk about dreams from the characters in my books. I said, well, John, here you go. This is, and here's a perfect example of how you know what your life purpose is, and you just kind of stay in a sentence. So his life purpose is, I write books for kids who need to fall asleep at night so they can have beautiful, amazing dreams. And there you go. And when he goes to a party and people say, hey, John, what do you do? He says, I help kids have amazing dreams. And then they say, John, how do you do that? And then he tells them all about his books. It's kind of beautiful. It's the elevator spiel, condensed elevator spiel. It turns into that, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It, it, it Condensed and packaged for a quick pop. You bet. Well, you need to be able to um, you need to be able to do that because um, you know 
in our in our lives, we're always asked, "What do you do?" And it's kind of a boring and sometimes intimidating question, especially for so many of us, where what we do in the world or what we are paid to do or the frame that society puts around us is not the frame that we put around ourselves, because what we imagine of ourselves is so much greater potential, which we're not always able to actualize in our daily lives. So it's really great to just be able to say the effect that your work has on people, and then that opens a conversation with others uh, about how expansive it can be. Well, let's talk a little bit about that, this concept of what do you do versus who you are. Um, And I think that many of us get very caught up and convoluted in this. And they're really very Mm -hmm. different things, as you mentioned about, you know, what do you do for a living? How do you pay your mortgage or your rent versus who are you? Who is the essence of who you are? And how do you let those gifts shine and give back to the world? Right. Well, you know, We really have to disengage the idea of money from aesthetics or money from creative practice. Now, don't get me wrong. Money is important. Everyone has to pay their rent. And I work with people all the time to help them get those things um, in alignment sufficiently so you can pay your rent doing things that are close to what you do. But look, money is not about anything except money. It's not about quality of life in any truly meaningful sense, and it's certainly not about the quality of the emotional and sharing nature of what you do and how it impacts others in the world. You know, look, uh, Chaucer was a tax collector. Emily Dickinson, I think, published two of her poems during her lifetime. Melville didn't make his money from his writing. We could, you know, Van Gogh didn't sell his paintings for anything but a pittance during his lifetime. We can go, we can go down the list of great creative souls whom we admire incredibly today who did not align what they did with how they made their living. And I think those are models for all of us. Well, you know, but but I, I, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to play the devil's advocate here just a tiny little bit because I Let's do know what you're saying. But I also believe that when we are able to shine from that authentic place of what our gifts truly are, it makes the pursuit of going out into the world to achieve a living that much more um, compatible and, and joyful. It becomes part of the process, not the destination. I will not disagree with you at all on that one, Lisa. We are going to be going to a break in about a minute and a half, and I want to just uh, give a shout-out of the ways our listeners can get in touch with you. Your website is adamleipzig.com, and that is A-D-A-M-L-E-I-P as in Paul, Z as in Zoo, I-G.com, and culturalweekly.com, spelled exactly as you hear it. And Twitter, it is Adam Leipzig, which you corrected the spelling, and I will spell it out again, A-D-A-M-L-E-I-P-Z-I-G. And Cultural Weekly is spelled slightly differently at C-U-L-T-U-R-A-L-W-K-L-Y. On Facebook, you are Adam.Leipzig. And to find out more about us, Go to HarvestingHappiness.com, HarvestingHappinessTalkRadio.com. Find us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness. And you are graciously giving us a giveaway this week. And it is a signed copy of your new book, Inside Track for Independent Filmmakers. Get your movie made. Get your movie seen. 
Turn the Tables on Hollywood. It is available now on Kindle, but the actual paper touchy-feely book is a few weeks away. And you, one of our listeners, can be one of the lucky first ones to have this book in your red-hot hands. Please join us on our contest on our Facebook page at Harvesting Happiness to sign up for our drawing. Enter each week and be lucky. We are going to be going to a break. And when we come back, we're going to continue the conversation about why creativity and innovation in America are one of our greatest natural resources in this modern age. Here come the tunes. We'll be right back. We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on toginet.com. Like us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and on Twitter at HH Talk Radio. Lisa returns with more of Harvesting Happiness following this short break. The path of a sudden Nothing gives happiness like a free gift. Lisa Cypress Cayman has made her first ebook, Got Happiness Now? Eight Keys to Unlocking a Joyful Life. Available at no cost to everyone. Unwrap your complimentary copy now by visiting www.harvestinghappinesstalkradio.com. Are you or do you know a returning U.S. military man or woman in need of restoring joy in their lives? Did you know that our nonprofit, Harvesting Happiness for Heroes, offers stigma-free combat trauma and post-deployment reintegration programming? Check us out at www.hh4heroes.org. That's HH, the number four, and heroes.org. Happiness is an inside job. Wear the message on T-shirts, baseball caps, sterling silver designer jewelry, and more. Please visit our online boutique at www.harvestinghappiness.com. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet, the show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on toginet.com. And now back to your host, Lisa Cypress Kamen. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. If you're just joining us now, today's subject matter is living out loud. And really what we're doing over the next few weeks to usher in 2013 and the new year is celebrating the presenters who were part of TEDx Malibu this past December, where our theme was, of course, living out loud. And what does that mean? To live audaciously and bodaciously and authentically out loud. And one of those men, one of those presenters is with us today. His name is Adam Leipzig, and he is a movie producer, executive distributor. He was president of National Geographic Films, former senior vice president of Walt Disney Pictures, and he is now the publisher of Cultural Weekly. He also has written a book called Inside Track for Independent Filmmakers, Get Your Movie Made, Get Your Movie Seen, and Turn the Tables on Hollywood. It is available on Kindle now, and it will be available to be in your red-hot little hands next month. And we are talking now in this segment about creativity and innovation, especially in America. Adam, are you with us? I am right here. 
All right. Thank you so much, Lisa. Oh, it was a mouthful, but I, I wanted to get it all in here. Let's talk about America's – some of our greatest natural resources, and that is this creative talent and, and, and um, intellectual ingenuity that we possess. Exactly. You know, we, we used to call it uh, Yankee ingenuity maybe 50 years ago, and I just think that innovation and ingenuity is the key to the American economy – there is an American genius for it, and it is really the way that we have begun to climb out of our recession. And uh, I predict we will be, you know, begin soaring this year. I believe it is, and we will be soaring on the wings of innovation. You know, the manufacturing jobs that formed the, uh, the, the basis of the American economy over the uh, prior generation are not going to come back in large part. We know that they have been outsourced. And in fact, the countries to which they were first outsourced have now become too expensive, and now the multinational corporations are outsourcing them to second- and third-tier countries, and they're not going to come back in the numbers that we would need to sustain our growing economy. But what you cannot outsource is creativity. You cannot outsource innovation, and that is really what is going to spur and is already spurring the resurgence of our economy. And I'll tell you some really early signs. You know, I'm in the media business. Um, I love um, film and television and uh, filmmakers and people who create digital media. And if you look at media stocks in 2012, they're kind of a bellwether for the resurgence of our creative economy. Media stocks outpaced the S&P index by about three to one last year. And um, it really shows you how much the creative economy means for people. It's the reason that I wrote this book for independent filmmakers, to help them take part in the resurgence of the creative economy and bring their creative visual work, their storytelling work, um, you know, in, into the flow and really help them connect with audiences in a powerful way. Well, this is beautiful, and this really uh, explains this concept of creative economy, because oftentimes um, perhaps people who are living in middle America or who don't have exposure to the uh, media world will not really understand the idea of a creative economy. And we all have it to a, a certain degree in, in the sense that we all possess creativity and we all possess the ability to use that creativity to create something greater than what we have in this moment. Absolutely. And can I now play devil's advocate with you? Alisa, yes, just please a moment? do. Yay. Because I, because I have found that the creative economy is so vibrant in what's sometimes called middle America. Can I just give you some numbers to back that up? Because right now, there are more than 2 million Americans nationwide who make their entire income solely from the creative work. These are filmmakers and videographers and artists and designers and architects and painters and writers and radio hosts. <laughs> and there are another 27 million Americans who make a substantial part of their income from their creative work. And then if you add to that another 30 million sole proprietor entrepreneurs, who, and because I think entre artists and entrepreneurs are pretty much the same thing, we just express our work in somewhat different ways, that's 60 million people. These are not people who are just on the coast. These are people across America. It's almost 20% of our population. But 
because artists and entrepreneurs do not work in big groups, because largely we work alone in our studios or in very small work groups, we don't realize how big our demographic is. But our demographic is huge. This is very important. I love that you are sharing this because I am one of the creatives, as you are as well, and I work basically isolated. I have a team of people that I work with that are scattered across the country and even up in Canada and British Columbia, and I find it astounding to see how much productivity comes out of all of uh, like-minded people you know we are we're slogging away happily in our in our little um in our teepees wherever those metaphorical teepees may be but we are contributing to a larger team or mission that is out there in the ethers and i find that this is really interesting and very right. very important right and we just don't know how big we are because we don't go to work at a company that employs fifty thousand people and we don't have giant national trade associations that look out for our interests or lobby for us and Washington. But we're a very big group. We are. And, you know, it it makes me want to take a moment and express a little gratitude for the team that supports me, which starts right here at Toginet Radio. You know, we have J-Dog Barker, who is in the studio in Texas doing the technical production of the show. We have Kelly St. Clair, who is also here with us virtually in this room, who is coming to us from Arizona. Um, We have, I mean, it's, it's very cool. And this mm-hmm. is all creative work. This is this is um, what you are talking about, illustrated in on steroids. That um, the village doesn't need the village in order to be the village. You know, the village is global. The village is global, and the village is uh, technologically linked. And when you combine our creative instincts with the ability of technology for us to uh, share our voices and share our files instantly at the speed of light, it's very powerful. Very powerful, and it gets me um, very excited. I'm, I'm giddy over here. Let's talk about success and the fact that success, what you say, and, and, and I agree, is not accidental. No, it's not because, you know, every overnight success uh, t- took 20 years before that overnight thing happened. Um, at, when, when people wake up and say, oh, and he was or she was an overnight success. Uh, you know, I do a lot of work with um, – uh, with media companies and with individual artists and producers and filmmakers. And the, the thing that really distinguishes those who find success in their work, and by success, I not only mean creative excellence, but also meeting the audiences and getting ticket sales and getting money so they can keep working in their creative pursuit. The thing that distinguishes them uh, are that they are very able to uh, be evidence-based in deciding what they are making for the audience and really being honest with themselves about what's going to hit with the audience and what isn't, and then listening to the audience. And when the audience tells them something about how, if something's really working or something's not working, adjusting to it and not having their egos so much on the line um, that they can't make the adjustment to share with the audience what the audience is really saying they want to receive. And the other thing that successful creative people have is the ability to surround themselves with other successful creative people, as clearly you've done on this radio show. Um, you know, when you're 
um, when you're working with a first-time film director, and I've, I've worked with a lot of first-time film directors. I worked with Julie Taymor on her first movie, which was called Titus, uh, Joe Johnston on his first movie, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, um, John Turtletaub on his first movie. Uh, John then went on to direct the National Treasure movies. But the thing that distinguishes t- really uh, successful first-time directors, that you, so in a way that you know that they will go on to have successful careers, is that they surround themselves with people who are experts in their field, who may have done it a hundred times before, even though this director is only doing it for the first time. That sense of uh, solid security and vision and willingness to surround yourself with people who are experts in their field so you can be lifted up and standing on their shoulders and achieve excellent collaborative collective work is another hallmark of successful creative people. Well, this is the very important point about the one's ability to cop to one's shortcomings. You know, just because we are not well-rounded in every way does not mean that we cannot go on to create these successes. And in fact, it is the very nature of collaboration is what generally puts any project, you know, through the roof and off the charts. Exactly. Um, we are, are actually running out of time, and I cannot. Oh, no. No, but what that means is the good news is that you can come back in a couple of months, and we can continue the conversation. So it's not a bad thing. But I do want to speed through a couple of concepts here, um, and that is how our corporate and social structures actually work against creative and entrepreneurial efforts. And in that one-minute summary, go. <laughs> Social and corporate structures work against our creative efforts because social and corporate structures perpetuate the norm. They are resistant to change. They don't like new things. So whenever you come up with something that is new and creative and innovative, the instinctive reaction is not to change the way things are normally done. Change never happens in the center. Change never happens from the established order. Change always starts at the outside, at the margins, and then works its way in to be accepted inside the center. Oh my gosh, that was beautiful. That was poetry. Adam, that was fantastic. I want to thank our guest, Adam Leipzig, for being with us. He is giving away a copy of his new book in paper, hardcore. And I will personally autograph it to whoever the winner is to wish that person extraordinary success in filmmaking. Oh, fabulous. And the book, again, is Inside Track for Independent Filmmakers. Get your movie made. Get your movie seen. Turn the tables on Hollywood. It is available now on Kindle. And the uh, tangible paperback version will be uh, available in a few weeks. And be one of the first by going to Harvesting Happiness on Facebook, signing up for our weekly contest. And you, too, could be one of the winners of this fabulous book. And I want to once again thank you, Adam, for being with us. Adam Leipzig, one of the uh, presenters at TEDx Malibu. 2012 for Living Out Loud and he is a producer, executive and distributor of films and he is coaching creative types like myself on how to be the best that they can to learn more about him please visit Adam Leipzig and that's A-D-A-M-L-E-I-P-Z-I-G dot com and um, his paper that he publishes Cultural Weekly at culturalweekly.com on Twitter he is Adam Leipzig and Cultural Weekly with the weekly spelled W-K-L-Y on Facebook he's Adam period or Adam dot Leipzig L-E-I-P-Z-I-G and me harvestinghappiness.com and to learn more about TEDx Malibu, go to TEDxMalibu.com. 
We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on toginet.com. Like us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and on Twitter at HH Talk Radio. Lisa returns with more of Harvesting Happiness following this short break. Like what you hear on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio? Subscribe to us on iTunes and get your weekly dose of joy downloaded free and easily to your computer or portable device. That's Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio on iTunes. likes to win enter our weekly contests at harvesting happiness on facebook where we give away our guests books music film and products each week in addition we also do great harvesting happiness giveaways like free coaching sessions with lisa cypress cayman lisa's books happiness first aid kits h factor where is your heart documentary film happiness is an inside job products including the sterling silver infinity bracelet that benefit harvesting happiness for heroes a non-profit whose mission is to assist our returning military personnel and their loved ones challenged by combat trauma and other post-deployment reintegration issues. Join us at Harvesting Happiness on Facebook. Nothing gives happiness like a free gift. Lisa Cypress came and has made her first ebook, Got Happiness Now? Eight Keys to Unlocking a Joyful Life. Available at no cost to everyone. Unwrap your complimentary copy now by visiting www.harvestinghappinesstalkradio.com. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on Toginet, the show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now back to your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio, the first show of 2013, and we are celebrating Living Out Loud. Living Out Loud as it relates to TEDx Malibu, a program I'm involved in in Malibu, California, that is a community-based TED event, TED being Technology, Entertainment, and Design, where each year we explore a theme, and we are celebrating and highlighting our fabulous presenters. My next guest is Laurel Erica. Laurel Erica took to words like a bird to the skies and began her literary flights of fancy early in her life. Particularly enchanted by rhythm and rhyme, palindromes, puns, and other electropoetic linguistic phenomena, she announced to her parents with absolute certainty at age three or four, quote, I bet I know all the words in the English language. Laurel began writing poetry at the age of seven. Later in life, Laurel was inspired to take everything she discovered about letters and words and turn it into the performance art she now calls word magic, an enchanted literary entertainment. In doing so, she transformed herself into the metaphysical mother goose. Welcome, Laurel. Lisa, thank you so very much. 
Oh, thank you for being with me. I love this. The metaphysical mother goose. I have such colorful imagery that comes to mind. Well, it's so funny because that came to me spontaneously. A friend said to me, congratulations on creating your own niche. And I thought, well, what's my niche? And then it instantly came to me. Well, you know, how beautifully paired with Adam about, you know, describing your, you know, your life's purpose in five minutes. Here it is, the metaphysical mother goose. This is, this is it. This is it. And, and I was very much enjoying your conversation with Adam. And in, the, in my TEDx talk, I shared nine words that reveal the whole purpose of life. And one of those words, mostly they're, they're nine obscure words, and one of those words is omnificent. O-M-N-I-F-I-C-E-N-T. And most of us are familiar with the idea that God is omniscient, which means all-knowing, and omnipresent, present everywhere, and um, uh, what is it, omnipotent, all-powerful. But we are omnipotent and don't even know the word. Well, what, tell us. What that word means is possessing full creative power. We all possess full creative power. We just mostly forget. And so my work is about remembering who and what we really are and what is the true source of happiness. And because I know some of your guests are going to say, well, I'm not creative, I can't draw a straight line or whatever it is, but I realize the fact that we as a species has proven that we have full destructive power means that the reverse also has to be true, that every one of us has within us full creative power. And whether we have developed an art form through which to express it or not, the very fact that we are expressing through language, we are expressing the word, and not just the Western Bible, but the, the, the Mayan Genesis myth and the Genesis myths of cultures throughout the world all begin with, life begins with the word. So the very fact that we are speaking language means that we are creating. And with my word magic work, it's about how to create the beauty, the loving kindness, the fulfillment that is the true source of happiness. And words, like you say, are so powerful. And that is why it is very important to choose one's words wisely. Well, that's absolutely right. And I, I want to say, since, since my talk um, at TEDx was on these nine words that reveal the whole purpose of life, there's no way I can really do justice to these words and to your audience simultaneously by going through them all with you in the next few minutes. So if your audience wants to find out what these words are, I have all but I have eight of them in an article called Angel Food, Words That Put Wings on Your Heart. And if you will look up Angel Food and uh, Google it with my name, Laurel Erica, or the full title, you'll find all those words. And I'll share with you in this program the ninth word that isn't in that article. But that's very fun. We should be able to get um, Angel Food linked 
uh, in our weekly easing. So Wonderful. Kelly, who I know I know is here with us, she can help us do that. So it can it can go out in next week's easing that we distribute to our our list, our people, and. Um, We'll find the way of getting it out there. We can also post it on our um, Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio on the radio show page. Wonderful. But let's let's. I love this concept, angel food, word that, words that put wings on our hearts, and this is essentially what we are talking about about the positive power of words. That when we choose our words wisely to articulate what's going on internally, you know what what our hearts are expressing. That these become you know wing like and magical. Absolutely. And and for me, when I discovered the word omnipotent and I recognized I've got true creative power, I've got full creative power, that altered my sense of, of who I am and what I can do. And I have a wonderful two-and-a-half-year-old grandson named Zephyr. And I realize that small children like little boys like to be superheroes with capes and little girls like to be fairy princesses with wands and also superheroes. And I believe it's because when we're very young, we remember who we are as spirit and we remember that we have full creative power. And the only way we can see something in, in our, you know, our world that correlates with that incredible spiritual power is superheroes and fairy princesses. So I, as a child, felt like a giant. And I realized once I was an adult that I felt like a mouse. And I thought, what happened? You know, where's the lion heart that I knew I had? And I think it's about a process of forgetting and getting socialized that makes us think that we are these tiny little beings struggling to survive and at the mercy of these enormous giant forces that are are seeking to get everything from us and then toss us aside. And that's not reality. That's not the truth. And the nine words, the eight words in, in angel food will, will reveal what the greater truth is of who we are. Well, let's uh, talk for a moment about suffering because I, I, I do love to talk about suffering and I know that seems like an oxymoron on a radio show about happiness and for myself in the world, she who regards herself as the felicitator, but suffering and sadness are part of the human condition and it's what we do with this suffering, which I often speak of and you often write about and speak of, that uh, helps us find our way in the world and helps us become, as, as you call it, the victor of circumstances. Yes, thank you. Well, um, I have had a life that is not to my specifications by any <laughs> means. <laughs> really? You too? <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and one day, and I, I have sometimes thought, wow, what could I have been if I'd been supported as a child with all my omnificent talents and my sense of the largeness of my being. And then once I heard a message inside my head that said, the fire that stole the tree now lights the diamond. 
And what that meant to me was that just like a fire can go through a forest and destroy it, it's like then under extreme pressure, some of that vegetable matter, that coal becomes coal and under more pressure becomes a diamond. And the diamond encapsulates the fire. And I think that's what life is all about. When I look upon it as uh, at life as my soul's triathlon, that recognizing the bigness of, of who I truly am without big obstacles, I never would discover it. I'm, I'm you know, I think just humanly lazy. And it has taken a lot of, of pain uh, to get me looking in new directions to come up with a whole new perspective on language, which is what word magic is, and to become an original thinker. It really came from every hard challenging, miserable, <laughs> suffering experience that I had. Uh, and I think about the, the irritation that an oyster needs to create a pearl or the flint that a match needs to ignite. All of us need these kind of oppositional forces. Or, or I, I, I love the image of a of popcorn. I mean, of, you know, a kernel of corn. It takes... Uh, you know, a, a, a certain degree of heat for it to create that irreversible metamorphosis. And I feel like the whole planet is heating up. You know, it's global warming, but it's the, it's the heating up of all of our issues that, you know, economic and, and geographic and political and all of these issues that have been basically founded on an incorrect premise, which is that happiness can be acquired outside ourselves. So the more you have of what looks positive, looks like fun, the happier you'll be. But it's all backward. We are going to be going to a break. And as we pop ourselves from the show into a little break, we are going to stoke the coals of this fire-driven conversation and come back with Laurel Erica. To learn more about her work, please visit laurelerica.com. And that's L-A-U-R-E-L-A-I-R-I-C-A.com. And please sign up on our Facebook page, Harvesting Happiness. She is giving away a book and CD, Word Magic, wordplay that puts a new spin on the world. The tunes are coming to learn more about what we do at Harvesting Happiness, please visit us at HarvestingHappiness.com. And Laurel has an upcoming announcement for a presentation in Malibu, and she'll share that in our next segment. Here we go. Here come the tunes. We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet.com. Like us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and on Twitter at HH Talk Radio. Lisa returns with more of Harvesting Happiness following this short break. The path of a sudden Do you like Lisa's take on happiness, well-being, and human flourishing? Join us this spring as Harvesting Happiness launches online classroom programming where Lisa Cypress Cayman will offer her workshop series across the globe and from the comfort of wherever you are. Visit HarvestingHappiness.com for more details. 
a part of the grateful good. Grateful Nation brings together patients, families, friends, and staff of Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center to support the quality care and groundbreaking research at the medical center. Through new and traditional media, members of Grateful Nation share experiences, thank our caregivers and researchers, participate in sweepstakes, and gather to sponsor and host events and much more. Being grateful inspires others to be grateful as well. Isn't it time we jumpstart some perpetual gratitude? Visit Grateful Nation online to find out more at www.gratefulnation.org. Have a grateful day. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on Toginet, the show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now back to your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. If you're just joining us now, we are welcoming 2013 with a celebration of living out loud. What it means to live audaciously, bodaciously, and authentically out loud. We are highlighting some of our presenters from TEDx Malibu. TEDx are community organized TED events. TED being technology, entertainment, and design. To learn more about TEDx and TED, you can go to TED.com. And today, right here and now, we are continuing a fabulous conversation with Laurel Erica about the power of words. Laurel is one of our presenters from TEDx Malibu 2012, which was last month. She is a metaphysical mother goose, and she has graciously offered one of her books and CDs that is a sampling of her misty linguistic perspective on language called Word Magic, Word Play that puts a new spin on the world. And you can sign up for this on our Facebook page at Harvesting Happiness. Enter the contest and perhaps you can be one of the lucky winners along with another offering for this week. And this is Adam Leipzig, our first guest, who has offered one of his uh, latest books, the uh, inside track for independent filmmakers, get your movie made, get your movie seen, turn the tables on Hollywood. So please visit us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness. Now back to the power of words and how our journey in life, as Laurel said, you know, it doesn't always, didn't always work to her specifications. And I would say that most of us would follow um, with a, a, a like on that, that we that life does not always work according to plans or how we specified, and yet it is what we do with these circumstances, what we do with the suffering, the disappointment, the sadness, the grief, or just you know things not working out the way we planned, is how we learn, how we grow, and how we become, as Laurel writes, the victor of circumstances. That's absolutely. Right. That's my perspective. And I think it's the only one you can hold if you want to survive this life without bitterness. And I I want to share some great words by George Bernard Shaw, the Nobel Prize winning Irish playwright, because he really explains what for me is the key to happiness. He says, this is the true joy in life, the being used for a purpose recognized by yourself as a mighty one, the being thoroughly 
totally worn out before you are thrown on the scrap heap. The being a force of nature instead of a feverish, selfish little clod of ailments and grievances complaining that the world will not devote itself to making you happy. And when I shared that at the TEDx event, everyone laughed because we all recognize ourselves in both descriptions. We know we are meant to be a force of nature, yet so often we I feel, and I'm sure others as well, like a feverish, selfish little clod, upset that the world isn't devoting itself to making me happy. So one of the things that I've had to do for myself, and I've done it with the aid of uh, serendipitous encounters in the dictionary, but I've had to discover not just what is my purpose, but what is the purpose of life itself. And so that's what Angel Food explains and what my TEDx talk explains and what this quote from George Bernard Shaw explains. And um, I, I can just give it to you in capsule version, which is that we are each born with a unique pattern. And if you think the creative source of the universe lavished attention on the unique detail of every snowflake, just imagine the uniqueness within each one of us, the perfect pattern of divine mind that each of us is here to reveal in our lives. There's a word for that. And you'll find it in that article. So we each have this, our eternal nature, and we have this essential pattern within us. But the question is, how do you actualize this seed potential? And I read that some seeds in nature require a couple of cycles of frost and thaw frost and thaw before they erupt, before they emerge, because if they did it after the first cycle, they'd be crushed by the second. And some take a forest fire to, um, to germinate. And so we also need that kind of enormous challenge. Otherwise, we will sit in our recliners and we'll just be enjoying ourselves without maybe really cultivating our greatest self. So what happens is life sets us on an odyssey to discover who and what we really are. And the word that I found that, um, that describes that is theodicy. It sounds mm-hmm. just like the odyssey, but it's theodicy. And it means a vindication of the goodness of God in relation to the existence of evil. And the way I interpret that is to demonstrate in our own lives that who we are is, as spirit is so much greater than any adversity that life can throw in our path. And in the process of doing that, we reveal that diamond essence of our being and share the unique gift in the world that only we can bring. So beautifully put, Laurel. And I want to share, there's a, 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 a line from a Pablo 
Neruda poem. And I, I happen to love the work of Pablo Neruda. And it's in keeping with this theme that you were talking about, fire and light and diamonds. And he writes, of all the fires, love is the only inexhaustible one. Mm, that's so beautiful. And I think that really is what we're talking about. We, I mean, we're talking on a metaphysical plane. We're talking on a sort of very realistic, let's nuts and bolts uh, level of, you know, when life does not work well, things that we can do, which is really about finding our inner compass or that, that inner north, using our, our internal GPS to drive the direction in which we seek to go, not the other way around, that the outside isn't driving us, it's we are driving ourselves. Yes, yes. And when I, I'm a USM graduate also, University of Santa Monica. I have a master's in spiritual psychology. And my second year project, I wrote a book of philosophy through wordplay called We Do Come With Instructions. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, thank you. And it, it's not available. Uh, it's not published. But one of the instructions is that we all have an et- internal, eternal compass. And it's located in our hearts. And if you take the word compass and you add I-O-N, you'll see what that compass is. Oh, and let's, let's spell it out. We can say it together. Compassion, it's compassion. Right? Exactly. Yes. And, when, and you talk about love as the evolutionary force. And, and many people have noticed when you turn the word love around, it's the beginning of evolution. And Tilliard de Chardin, the French paleontologist, said something similar to Neruda. He said that, you know, when human beings discover the power of love, it will be like discovering fire for a second time. And yes, this concept of love, and I believe that we should add that you and I both have share this belief, as many do, that the love first starts with the self, that it is the love that comes from you to you, understanding that you have, that you, me, we all possess all the tools and resources necessary to, to thrive and to love and be loved and give love. That's absolutely true, and sometimes, you know, if we have been buried like the seed of a tree under a whole lot of dirt and fertilizer, it can take the loving hand of another, and it can take a spiritual practice that puts us in touch with our divine, eternal essence in order to be able to grow up through all that fertilizer, and sprout. Yep. Uh, I couldn't agree more. And that's what, that is what we do here with this show every week. We, t- we take this process of happiness, the journey of happiness, because it is not the destination, and, and, and come at it from many different angles. And that is what I love about what I get to do with this work. And we have run out of time. I cannot believe it. I want to once again make our listeners aware of where they can find you and to share about your upcoming event here in Malibu, California. To find Laurel on Twitter, she is at L-Erica, A-I-R-I-C-A. On Facebook as well, Laurel Erica. And then her website is www.laurelerica.com. 
And the giveaway of the week is Laurel's book and CD, which is a sampling of her mystilinguistic perspective on language called Word Magic, Word Play that puts a new spin on the world. And you can find um, the sign up for that on our Harvesting Happiness Facebook page. You can enter the contest there and be put into the whirly gig of uh, our automated selection process. And I want to um, just let you share with our listeners Listeners, Laurel, what's coming up in February for you? In February, um, February 10th, which is a Sunday, in the late afternoon, I will be giving a Word Magic presentation at the home of the artist Lee McCloskey, L-E-I-G-H-M-C-C-L-O-S-K-E-Y. This is the home of Lee and Carla McCloskey. It's known as Olandar. It's a very magical location. You'll see some of the most extraordinary art on the planet, meet one of the most extraordinary artists, and I will share word magic. Indeed, and Lee McCloskey was one of our 2011 TEDx presenters, so he is part of the TEDx family. You can learn more about him on TEDxMalibu.com, as all of our TEDx presenters from uh, this past year and the one prior. I have a couple of happy announcements. The first is that we have celebrated 19,000 downloads of Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio in December. Next week, we will be with Sophie Sheesh and Shannon Bindler, who are also co-presenters at TEDx Malibu 2012. And here are a few thoughts before we part. And the music's just going to roll and we're going to just dance out of here melodically. Happiness is not a destination. It cannot be bought, sold, or traded. Happiness will never invite you to the party. Happiness simply comes down to a choice to show up each and every day in the world with passion, purpose, place, and meaning. Thanks for joining us on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. This is Lisa Cypress-Kamen along with Laura Erica and Adam Leipzig wishing you kind thoughts, kinder words, and the kindest of actions. Until next time, remember, happiness is an inside job. Happiness is your inside job. Take care and happy 2013. Here on TogiNet Radio. Then harvest your own happiness anytime from the comfort of wherever you are with free downloadable podcasts available on iTunes. To learn more about Lisa